question. We'll get right into it. Is, is Jesus the only way to heaven? All right, you can all go now. You all agree with you. All right, it's a pretty short answer when you get down to it, but Christians throughout history uh, take this question for granted, right? I mean, I would hope that includes all of us. It's just, yes, Jesus is the only way to heaven. The average American doesn't want to hear that they're super friendly, nice, as can be neighbor Barney, who uh, helps serve at the... Uh, the kitchen and homeless shelters on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and he dabbles a little bit in Buddhism. But he's a good guy. They don't want to hear that he might be going to hell. They don't want to hear that. And not heaven. And that, that, that offends people when you, uh, you know, say things like that or, or think things like that. And as a culture, we like to give gold stars, right, for effort, good effort. We're proud. Culture's proud of our spiritual diversity. We have a nice, diverse crowd out there. We're all doing our own thing. We all got our own roads to heaven, right? So, I kind of kid a bit here, but uh, that's kind of like the gist of things. So, we're just going to casually walk through this, even though I know we're all the same mind here at Kiris. Um, but uh, we're just going to get right into this. So, uh, how do we get to this point where we like to think, you know, as a culture, we like to give out gold stars and A's for effort and all this stuff, and, and surely Barney's uh, a good guy, and he's earned his, uh, his stripes to, to get into a place called heaven. So how did we get to this point? Well, I don't want to go too far ahead there. Absolutes. We remove these. That's one way we got to this point. So things that affect absolutes. We've I'm going to be kind of referring to the previous weeks here that we've gone through in this series, and I'll just plug again and say if you'd like to catch up, please go back. We have many ways to do that through podcasts and the like. But one way of removing absolutes is removing God from the equation of life as the theory of evolution did, right? Completely remove God. There's an absolute that was removed. And we see the outcomes of that. Um, Another way absolutes are removed is when we remove God's Word from public places, as we saw was the case in the 1963 Supreme Court decision to remove the Bible and prayer from our schools, right? A few of you out there remember that moment. Is that correct? I mean, I feel like I, even though I was born post, I was born a few years later after 63, but... I still remember some level of prayer in the public school I went to and acknowledgement of God in, in my public school uh, whenever my first few years were in the early 70s. Um, another way, absolutes removed, when you take God's merciful judgment out of salvation, it's just known as spiritual relativism. Whatever you think is God and His ways and make your own thing up. Um, creating gods in our own image. Right? You're removing an absolute. You're removing a standard. And when absolutes are thrown to the wayside, biblical truths that are foundational, that we all are well aware of, appear as 
disconnected or incoherent when you remove absolutes. Think they, they, they start to look, that's a bit rigid, don't you think? When you actually show up with an absolute truth or like the crazy notion that there's only two genders, you know? That's crazy. Not to us, but, you know, in culture, hey, come on now. Be a little more open-minded. Let's set science aside for a second. Boy, I didn't mean to say all this. So, anyways. Somebody might have needed to hear that. I don't know. So, we're going to look at some statistics. So, we're going to... These might be shocking. They're a little shocking, I think. So, more than 80% of all people believe there's more than one way to get to heaven. And side thing here is 91% of Catholics happen to agree with this view. That seems a little odd. But next 68% of evangelical Protestants say that a good person with a different religious faith will still go to heaven. That's a little shocking. I'm wondering what Bibles they're reading. I'm not sure. So and then 65% of evangelical teens say you can't be sure which religion is right. And there's lots of thoughts that are created by hearing these statistics. Like, again, what Bible are you reading? What church are you going to? You know, who are you listening to? So, here's a, uh, I'm going to read a quote from a guy some of you may be familiar with. I um, was recently introduced I don't, you know, keep up with, I mean, he's long past, but an apologist, G.K. Chesterton. Have you heard of this guy? He's a funny guy. All right, so read a quote from him. And if I'm an apologist someday, I want to look like him. Cigar. All right, yeah. So when men stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing. They believe in anything. Here we are. Welcome to American culture. You want to hear another, this is completely off topic, but you want to hear another good quote from G.K. Chesterton? Okay. Marriage is an adventure like going to war. <laughs> uh, I actually have that on my desktop on my computer sometimes. Just for fun, just to get a few laughs. So, but uh, what is the disturbing thing our culture believes in most, though? There's a, here's a question, and I'll, I'll give you the answer. Feelings. Feelings. The mantra of our culture, what, without a doubt, is if it feels good or if it feels right, go with it. Feelings have become the God, small g, of our culture. People worship their feelings. People, they're, they're all in, we're all in touch with our feelings. And whatever you feel is right, that's your truth. Go with it. All that stuff, right? Relativism. It's a, it's a word that creeps up a lot, right? So, feelings have, for the most part, culturally, right, become the decider of truth. My truth is different from your truth. It is repeated over and over. And what's your truth is I'm not, no judgment. 
your truth is your truth, my truth is my truth. So feelings are a good thing. God gave us, right? God gave us feelings, emotions, all that stuff, right? But they do not make a good guide in life. Is that correct? So they often lead us um, away from truth and away from reality. Again, just look at culture. Um, they're like a needle on a compass. And they're good when there's a fixed magnetic north. Right? A fixed magnetic north pole. Feelings are good. But when you allow other forces to spin that needle, then can become a deceptive guide. Right? Deceptive guide. So, feelings are good. I'm not knocking feelings. I look at my daughter. I get the feels. Oh, she's so cute. So, anyways. But feelings are good. They're God-given. But they are, again, they're not meant to be our guide. They're not meant to direct us. They're not meant to be our absolute truth. All that stuff. So, when I was just looking at this word and thinking about this and the culture and all the stuff coming unraveled and and the craziness, there's a proverb that came to my mind. And it's Proverbs 14, 12. It says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And that's really where our feelings, our emotions, a life that is led by whatever you feel at the moment, whatever your emotions are telling you at the moment, and you go with it, and you start chopping off perfectly good body parts or whatever, you know, the whole, all those roads lead, according to this verse, lead to death. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Or, I'm sorry. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That's why we need to think the way God thinks, right? Not the way that seems right. Not the way that our feelings tell us seem right. And uh, I'm, I know, again, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir and reiterating something that probably doesn't need to be reiterated to you, but it's the truth. So these, these crazy ways that we see society going, they're eventually all going to lead to death. And that's what the enemy wants. He came to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to steal identities out there. He's trying to destroy. He's bringing destruction to families, to people's lives. And uh, that's his end game, is just total destruction. And uh, we need to be aware of that and, and uh, not allow things like that to, to slip in unnoticed uh, especially in our family's lives. So let's take one step back and recap just a few um, of the essential truths we've covered in this, in this series. So far, this was like week one, chapter one, um, week one. God is real. So we, we, we kind of touched on that on the very first week. God is real. And uh, the second thing, we, another thing we, we talked about and is kind of established as truth here is His Word, the Bible, is verifiable, it's authentic, it's accurate, and it's trustworthy. It's trustworthy. So, and then thirdly, we covered, this was last week, um, Jesus Christ lived, died, resurrected, fulfilling His claim as being God's Son. And agreeing that the Bible is God's Word and Jesus is the, is the Son of God is to say that both of these sources are the absolute, ultimate truth. So these are our Standards. These are these are absolute truth. Um, I'm going to read another quote uh, by the late uh, apologist Ravi Zacharias, and uh, based on this this last statement I made here. 
says, he says, truth, morality, and meaning are connected. If the first goes, everything else goes with it. Jesus established not merely the existence of truth, but his own pristine embodiment of truth. To reject him is to choose to govern oneself with a lie. You cannot extract truth from Jesus. He is truth. The Word is truth. And Jesus was a Word made flesh. So it's a one and the same situation. Let's, speaking of Jesus, let's see what Jesus, as ultimate truth, had to say about how many ways there were to heaven. Now don't get ahead of me. I'm sure you know the answer. We're going to start in John 14.6. We're just going to read a few verses and kind of just kind of stay and put in the Gospel of John. John 14.6 says, I am the way. This is Jesus talking. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My goodness, how narrow-minded can you be? He didn't, he didn't leave room for uh, any wiggle, wiggle room in there. It doesn't look like. Let's see what else uh, John 6.40 for this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up on the last day. Again, hmm, seems pretty singular in his thinking here. John 6.47 I assure you most solemnly I tell you, he who believes in me who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on, and has faith in me, this Jesus, has now, has, now possesses eternal life. So if you want eternal life, there's only one source according to Jesus' words here in John 6, 47. John 3, 14 through 17, there might be a familiar verse in here. To you. Uh, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world. I'm sorry, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That last verse, the world through him might be saved. That's everybody, that's everybody in all of history. There's only one source, according to this, for salvation, and that is Jesus. John 10, 27 through 30 says. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. That's good news. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Holy moly, it looks like Jesus is saying he's God. And that's it. He is saying he's God. 
So him and his father are one. And he is the one. He is the one that gives eternal life. And let's read one last verse in John. John eleven, twenty-five through twenty-six. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Again, this Jesus sure sounds pretty exclusive in these verses, doesn't he? He's pretty single-minded. Not much wiggle room. I didn't see any options there. So Jesus, throughout these scriptures in John, is declaring that he is the source. He is the only way to heaven. The only way to the Father. Is that good news? When you give me one, when you give me one choice, I like that. It it makes things easy, doesn't it? Lots of choices. I don't know. We'll get into that in a second. So one way, Jesus. Remember that sticker back in the seventies? I think it was, or maybe it was the sixties too. I don't know. Finger pointing up. One way, Jesus. I did a little looking on that. I was going to use it some as a slide, but yeah. Anyways. Remember the bumper stickers? I found it back in the 70s. Anyway, no? Anybody? No? I think we had one on our 1977 LeSabre. Anyways, here I go, getting off track. All right. So Jesus' resurrection confirmed who he was and what he taught. And we learned about that last week. And I really, I can't tell you enough to go back and check that message out if you haven't heard it. It was so, so good. Pastor Chad did, did such a phenomenal job, and um, it was a great message. So go back to last week's message. It was about the resurrection of Jesus, and uh, it was just really good. So, but Jesus' resurrection confirmed who he was and what he taught. And he taught that he was the resurrection and the life. He is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And to reject Jesus' claim that he is the only way to salvation actually takes more faith. I mean, especially based on what we've been walking through in this series, um, Q&A, it actually takes more faith because you have to rely less on logic and historical evidence. You actually have to dismiss blatant truths and blatant facts. Just like genders. You have to dismiss science. So, yeah i got to get off that. So, <laughs> in the club of political correctness, the mindset, no, I know nobody's in that club, I'm not in that club, but in the club of political correctness, the mindset is that all religious viewpoints are equally true at the same time. That sounds completely absurd. And I had this kind of statement pop in my head when I read that, and I typed that out in my notes, but there's this saying at work we have, and we identify all the little all the jobs working in a machine shop, and we have tons of jobs floating around the shop, going from different department to department. They all have these little these little plastic clear sleeves, and the board the sleeve is clear, but the border is colored. And if it's a very important, high priority, hot job, we call them hot jobs. They have a, like a neon yellow sleeve. Well the supervisors and different people start putting everything that they want or moved around the shop of their stuff 
in these yellow sleeves. Well, if everything's hot, nothing's hot. <laughs> right? And I thought, I don't know if this applies to this or not, but if uh, regarding all religious viewpoints are equally true. Well, everything's true, nothing's true. Right? That's not true. There's only one truth, and that's Jesus and, his, and God's Word, right? So, Jesus was perfectly clear in answering the claim that all roads lead to heaven. He was clear on that. There's only one road. And He was the road. He said, no one comes to the Father except through Me. And, and you know, I was going back and forth on this, and, and I'll leave it up to you. And you all have the Google machines. You can look this stuff up. But I started going down rabbit holes and just like, eh, I could really get caught up in this and I don't want to, I don't know what the value added here. And I was kind of back and forth, but looking at different religions and how they view different things, how they view Jesus, how they view heaven, how they view hell, how they view mankind, all this stuff. I actually found some contradictory information on a few religions out there and I'm like, and I don't want to start throwing stuff out because I don't know which one of these is actually correct and all this stuff. So I didn't want to kind of bog you down with that. But um, as far as it goes, you know, there's it comes down to this. When everybody, everybody on this that's ever lived on this planet stands before God, you just want to know one thing. What did you do with Jesus? What did you do with my son? And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, plenty of religions, you know, that do not believe God, most of them, do not believe God is, or Jesus is God, obvious, obviously. I think Christianity is the only one. But uh, a lot of them say he was a good prophet. He was a prophet. He was a good man. He was a mystic. and uh, Or just a man, no deity and all that stuff. So it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it doesn't matter. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole and all the stuff of all these different religions. But the bottom line is, whether you're a Buddhist, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Hindu, a Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, whether you're the guy or gal down the street that has made some pretty good decisions in their life and you think you've earned your stars to get into heaven, you've earned that. Or maybe you're just a married couple that's been going to church your whole life, but you've really never made Jesus, you've never put faith into action and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Whoever you are out there, this all applies to you. I'm giving, you only have one choice. I don't care what label you throw on yourself. Jesus is your only way to heaven. Jesus is your only way to salvation. And, I mean, again, look who I'm talking to here. But, who knows who I'm talking to out there in the digital world. But, you know what? All religions, there's so, there's so much contradiction. All the world religions, the major ones, all that stuff, and they all contradict Christianity, right? We have the only one where our, our God, our Father, came to rescue us through the man Jesus Christ. We didn't have it in us to save ourselves. We were dead spiritually and He came to resurrect us spiritually 
I've said it before, the greatest miracle you'll ever experience is being born again. So you've just gotten the hard part out of the way if you've embraced Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. But again, whatever labels you have on yourself out there in, in the world, if you're watching this, you're listening to this, sometime in the future, Jesus is the only way. And I don't care, again, if you're whatever religious label you, you have on yourself. Or even in Christianity, you can there's the whole denominational labels. I don't care what denomination you have on your after your name or whatever. You need Jesus. And just because you go to church doesn't mean it's it's not this automatic thing. Just because you sleep in a garage doesn't make you a car. You know, whatever. That's been said a few different ways. But Jesus is the only way. You agree? I agree. Can you believe this? What's happening here? So, here's a few reasons to reject the premise that all roads lead to heaven. Just I'll just leave you with some, some takeaways. The logical view that opposite roads lead to different destinations. I'll repeat that. One reason to reject the premise that all roads lead to heaven, it's illogical to think that opposite roads lead or the logical view that opposite roads lead to different destinations. It's, if you're going in different directions, you're not going to end up in the same spot. The impossibility that contradictory claims can all be the truth. So, you know, going back to the political correctness, whatever you want to call it, relativism, to say that, oh yeah, all religions, they're all... They're all to the same place. Well, they all contradict each other. How can they all be at, end up at the same place? That's the most ludicrous thing you can say, right? Going back to one answer, I like the one answer. Jesus is one answer. The absolute clarity of the Bible's teaching, and we've kind of we've touched on that in weeks past. But the clarity of of God's word and and the just the the, the the clarity of the truth revealed in God's Word. And the historical um, backing up of that, factual backing up of all that. And then the authority that Jesus has to speak on the subject. And again, we, we've been kind of touching on that as we go along in this series. And even last week, just again, I'll, I'll plug last week, it was so, so good and full of so much truth. And um, I'll kind of close things up with this, that we didn't define the terms of entering heaven. God defined them clearly in His Word. Okay, so we, we don't get to make up our own our own rules, right? That kind of goes without saying. When Jesus, God in the flesh, Jesus, says that He is the only way to eternal life, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, that's really the simple truth. So, I'll, I'll leave you with this one thing. I heard somebody say this a long time ago, and maybe I don't have it verbatim, but it really comes down to this. So, as a believer in Christ, you know, I, I, Jesus was revealed to me many years ago, and I 
answered that call. I, 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 I embraced him. But anyone who says he'll die and be raised again on the third day and actually does it, I'm going to follow him. It's kind of, for me, it's cut and dry. And again, we, there's, there's backing up, there's, there's historic, these, the Bible is the most, has the most numerous historical accounts. We went, we went through that in the past weeks. You can go back and listen to those. You know, the 20 some thousand, 24,000, the New Testament. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of documentation to dismiss. But, again, going back to last week and when Pastor Chad covered the resurrection of Jesus, that all of Christianity hinges on that. All of humanity hinges on that. Because if, I mean, he said it, and the Word says it, and he just repeated what the Word says, that if that was a big lie, we are totally wasting our time. But we are not totally wasting our time. So my faith, and I know your faith, like I said, and someone who says he's going to die and be raised on the third day and actually pulls it off, actually does it, I'm with that guy. He is truth. He, he did conquer death, hell, and the grave. He did absorb all sin of all humanity. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And, and you know, as I'm just... This is a simple message, but... Um, one day, whatever religion you're, you're tied to, whatever you hold to for your salvation, one day, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Because God the Father has already declared Him as Lord. And confession is saying the same thing as the truth will come out of everyone's mouth when they see Jesus for who He is. And I pray that anyone that from the sound of my voice that has never received Jesus would, would cry out to Him. Maybe You hear so many things about I've heard so many accounts of um, people hungry to know the truth. And a lot of it is to do with the Middle Eastern countries and, and Jesus um, showing himself to, to the you know, Muslim people in the Muslim religion. And uh, they're looking for truth. And, 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 and all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, right? He's not going to reject anybody and, and uh, you know if you're out there in the sound of my voice and and you're wondering is there something after this it's just this when it's over it's over and it's not over there's <laughs> there's a there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun we're going to learn about the second part of that next week but no eye has seen no ears heard what God has in store for us I mean there's things that Paul saw, he talks about, that he couldn't even put words to. He didn't have the, 
the liberty to, to speak out what he what he's done. Maybe we've all maybe we've all heard stories, and I know there's a few ministers that I've listened to over the years that had that privilege. I don't know; it was by God's grace, but they got to visit heaven. And uh, you read those accounts and things, but um, it's something that we have to look forward to. It's real, and there's only one way there. There's only one road. And like I said, that's a, I like the one the one word the, like multiple choice. A Jesus. Okay, I choose that. But to have one choice and Jesus continually through those scriptures we were reading in John gives us one choice. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But uh, if you're interested in all the other stuff, all the other religions and what they believe, you can do your own looking into that. I used to, my mom had a, uh, I think it was a book from CBN or something I was talking about yesterday about all the stuff, all what everybody else believes. But um, some of it can be pretty, pretty crazy. There's aliens and other planets and all kinds of fun stuff. But uh, well, we have the truth, and the truth is Jesus. He is the only way. But uh, there is only one way to heaven, and there you go. I answered it. It took longer than just yes, but uh, that's it. So, And I pray again that anybody in the sound of my voice that hasn't reached out to Jesus, the only way to heaven, the only way to salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For the heart man believes with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You're just agreeing with God when you say, Jesus is my Lord. You're agreeing with what God has already declared, what God has already established. And uh, love was displayed on the cross. His name was Jesus. And uh, He wants you to hang out with Him for all eternity. So, well, that was fun. Uh, it was simple, but there is only one way, as we just saw, to heaven, and that's Jesus. So, You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.